I love the analogy of how a tiny one degree shift in the direction a ship or an aeroplane is travelling is barely noticeable in the moment, but over time it leads to an entirely different destination. Gathering those initial coordinates, your initial data, will allow you to track your course, to map your progress and to reach the destination that you want to arrive at. Freedom Podcast. This is the place to learn actionable step-by-step tools and strategies to help you stop binging or overeating and start feeling relaxed and confident around food so that you can show up for your life on your terms. I'm Gemma Keys, and I know firsthand what it's like to feel out of control around food and trapped in the pain of binge eating and body shame. There is a way out. Keep listening to discover your path to food freedom. Hello and welcome. I'm so glad you're here. In this episode, I'm going to show you what different paths to resolve overeating, binge eating or yo-yo dieting can look like and also give you a simple tool so that you can map your progress as you move towards freedom around food. In episode three, I spent quite a while creating a case for feeling more curious around what, when and why you eat. If you haven't listened yet, please do go back and tune in as the information I shared around dropping shame and opening to curiosity are pretty essential for what we'll be exploring next. It's ironic, isn't it, that the time and increased awareness around food is extra valuable is almost certainly the very time we don't want to take a look. After all, who wants to remember that loaf of fresh bread with butter eaten in front of a smushy and not exactly brilliant movie on Netflix. Or hiding in the loos at work to stuff down a bag of cookies because that's the only privacy you can find during the day. Or maybe the number of times you return to the all-you-can-eat buffet at the irresistible Chinese restaurant in town. It can seem as if forgetting all about a time of binging or overeating and drawing a line under it will mean a fresh and better start tomorrow. Oh, that elusive tomorrow when everything will change. Or maybe beating yourself up about what you've eaten is a way that shouty, judgmental part of you tries to get you to do things differently. It even kind of makes sense, right? that voice in your head is coming down really hard on you because actually it thinks it will eventually help you feel better if it keeps up its tirade. Whatever your default response to overeating or falling off the wagon just before the dreaded slimming club weigh-in or having any episode of binging, I'm guessing that treating it with gentle and compassionate inquiry isn't your automatic response. And yes, that's the very thing I'm going to encourage you to do. Starting exactly where you are right now, the patterns you notice in your eating, because that information, that data 
is so very helpful as you map out your progress over time. When you have the data to look back at, it'll show you much more clearly any areas where you're making progress. That's the kind of progress that most people don't even think to look at because they're usually thinking either, am I doing it right or am I doing it wrong? It's that kind of all or nothing approach. I'm either eating perfectly or I'm binging and completely out of control. I'm either following the diet absolutely perfectly or I'm off the wagon completely. And a sense of progress, signs that you're moving forward and recognition of shifts that are happening for you, that can be the difference between jacking it all in and continuing to feel the motivation and commitment to yourself and your dream that keep you going. If you want to hear more on exactly how to create that dream, go back and listen to episode two. One of the key reasons that gathering data on your eating is so helpful is that the path to moving through binge eating, pulling back from overeating and dropping the exhausting cycle of yo-yo dieting can look so different. Here are five examples taken from people I've worked with so that you can see what I mean. The first example is when multiple episodes of binging per day shift to grazing, you know, that kind of constant grabbing a bit of food here and there that can last for hours. And then over time, the grazing eating reduces and turns into eating regular meals at specific times each day. Someone else will start off aware they've eaten an entire dessert only when all that remains in front of them is an empty box and a spoon. Zoning out completely during a binge is for sure a real thing. Gradually, that person will become aware of what they're doing while they're eating then as they take the first bite, then as they're buying the dessert, then as they have an urge to overeat, until they're eventually able to anticipate when an urge or a craving might come up and put the strategies they need in place way in advance. Another person may notice the food that feels good in their body and gradually introduce more of it over time, naturally shifting away from foods that bring them down. One of my favourite ways to do that is to find a more nutrient-dense option or a recipe for a food you already love and just substitute it in. But that's another something for a future episode. And others might resolve their eating one situation at a time. That might be to initially find a way to manage work-related stress without turning to food, then to focus on stopping late-night snacking, then to take a look at family gatherings and so on. My last example is of a person who's caught in a cycle of yo-yo dieting, In other words, food restriction followed by overeating or binging, then back to the restriction and so on. Progress for that person may start with dropping food restriction and instead allowing themselves to eat when they're hungry. That enables their body to ease away from the panic and survival mode that dieting often results in. They may initially put on a few pounds, but as their eating stabilises, they're able to 
tweak their food intake and move toward their natural and desired weight in a way that feels so much calmer and genuinely nurturing. As you mull over those examples, you may be able to see how it's super common for someone to think they're making no progress at all, only to look back at the data they recorded around their eating habits for, say, the previous month, and realise that actually they're eating half of what they used to eat in one sitting, and the number of times they've binged in a week has dropped by something like 75%. Another thing you've probably noticed from those examples is that changes too small to notice day by day can soon add up to something significant. I love the analogy of how a tiny one degree shift in the direction a ship or an aeroplane is travelling is barely noticeable in the moment, but over time it leads to an entirely different destination. Gathering those initial coordinates your initial data will allow you to track your course, to map your progress and to reach the destination that you want to arrive at. So what data to gather and how often? Let's talk about how often first. You've heard me say this quite a few times already and you'll hear it countless times again as you keep listening. But it depends. It depends on what feels right for you. A friend and colleague of mine likes to gather her food data daily. For me, when I started out, every month or two suited me miles better as it helped me drop a type of hyper alert, obsessive feeling tracking that almost always led me right back to binge eating. So what comes up for you as I ask the question, how often feels right for you to reflect on your eating and gather the data on it? If nothing springs to mind and you're still looking for a place to start, my suggestion is to start at once per month. Now to the type of data to gather. This falls into three categories. The first category is the number of times I ate in a way I wish I didn't. The second category is the amount of food I ate. And the third category is the type of food I ate. To keep it simple, I'm just going to refer to overeating. So the first category would be how many times did I overeat on average in the last week? The second category would be about how much food did I eat during each overeating episode? To answer that, you can use any measurement that makes sense to you. It might be a carton or a bag size, a plate or a bowl size, or a description of a fast food style portion. Anything that makes sense to you and that is comparable as you move forward. And for the third category, what types of food did I overeat? You might like to get specific. For me, it was Ben and Jerry's ice cream, Mr. Kipling cakes, chocolate chip cookies and chocolate bars. Uh, Yep, all in the same sitting. For you, it might look completely different. But generally, you'll notice whether the foods were highly processed or more based around whole food ingredients, whether they were crunchy or melt in the mouth, hot or cold, salty or sweet. 
To help you answer those questions, I've prepared a little cheat sheet you can jot your answers down on. You can find it in the show notes at yoyofreedom.com forward slash four. You might like to print off a few to keep track of how you're doing over the coming weeks and months. So there you have it. I hope I've made a case for taking a closer look at your eating from a place of gentle and compassionate curiosity and also for the value of gathering that data so that you have clear markers of your progress over time. Go ahead and download your worksheet at yoyofreedom.com forward slash four to start the process of mapping your progress. it for today's episode thank you for listening subscribe to the yo-yo freedom podcast for more insight tools and support as you pull back from binging and overeating and step into your most authentic vibrant life if you found this episode helpful it would be wonderful if you'd take a moment to rate the yo-yo freedom podcast on whichever platform you listen on thank you so much bye-bye for now